Thanks for listening to English Go podcast. To listen without advertisements or to read episode transcripts, visit englishgo.co.uk for more information. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. First of all, hello from Japan. I've made it safely to Japan. And secondly, sorry that this podcast is a little late as, um, well, I guess I've been busy, uh, busy setting up, busy unpacking, busy settling down and uh, all that kind of stuff. But I'm now settled in. I don't have uh, an apartment yet. Um, I'm staying with my wife's family. But yes, everything is set up and I've brought my uh, recording equipment with me and uh, the computer I use to uh, record this podcast on. So here we are. First podcast from Japan. Pretty weird. Um, actually, I should apologize for something because I've had a few people contact me saying that they're really going to miss this podcast and um, it's this podcast is not going anywhere. I have no intention to stop this podcast. I, wo- I won't stop this podcast just because I'm in Japan. So sorry if my last episode uh, was a bit confusing. Um, what I was saying was, or what I was trying to explain, is that I thought being in Japan is going to make this podcast more interesting because it's going to highlight for me it's going to show me so many ways that um, England is different, that England is English, I guess. And um, then I'll be able to talk to you about those, I don't know, those differences, those little like English things that I don't normally notice because I'm just living in England all the time. Right. So what do I talk about today on this first podcast, this podcast from Japan? So weird. Um, I suppose I'll, I'll tell you a bit about my journey over here, uh, because it's unusual. It's, I mean, I, I bought a, a one-way ticket. I've, I visited Japan five times before. Every single time I've had a return ticket. So I know, you know, I'm, I'm going to be coming back to England. This time it's one way, no return. And it is so weird. 
um, when I when I went to the airport and I checked in my my luggage, the luggage that goes into the hold, into the bottom of the aeroplane, uh, handed over my passport, and then I got my boarding pass back, and it was just one boarding pass for one flight. Every normally I, I get two, you know, one for the flight out and one for the return flight as well. It's just so weird knowing that there's no date set for coming back at all. Uh, nothing's been arranged, nothing's been planned. Um, although I am hoping to um, go back to England next Christmas. Um, but yeah, I don't have a flight booked or anything like that yet. Anyway, my parents came with me uh, to the airport. Um, they well, they took me there in, in the car, which was useful because I had quite a few uh, suitcases. I had two suitcases and one rucksack. And that, like, I, I took the, the biggest suitcase you can possibly take, you know, the, the maximum size for the hold, and then the biggest one you can take uh, to put in, like, cabin luggage inside um, the aeroplane in those overhead uh, compartments. Um, and I just tried to fit as much as my life inside these things as I could, as much as of the things that I, that I own, um, the things that I needed to take with me. And that was um, that was a, that's that's been difficult deciding what to take, what to leave, and also doing all of the selling of things as well before I go. But in the end, I think I made some good choices. I think I think I did a good job of packing. Um, so yes, but I I ended up with uh, quite a few suitcases. So uh, my parents kindly drove me to the airport, um, which helped me a lot. And then they saw me off. They they waved goodbye to me. And that that was a that was a sad moment to be honest. Um, both of my parents looked pretty sad that I was leaving, and then knowing that they wouldn't be seeing me for uh, for a while. So yeah, bit of a, a sad thing to do really, and uh, it it was hard. It was quite hard to do, but I had a job to do. You know, I had a plane to catch, so you just have to go for it. You just have to, you know, walk walk through the, what, like, the security-type area and, you know, wave your final goodbye for a while and just go for it. Um, and that's what I did. But I think I think right up into... Right up until that point, I was... The, the sort of, like... Mm, the closer it got to the date where I had to leave... Um, the closer it got to the date where my my um, my flight was, the more I sort of felt I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to go ahead with this. I sort of feel like I want to just say, okay, I'm just going to stay here. Um, but I think the day the flight came, and especially when I got to the airport, it's like, let's just get this over with. Let's just, you know, let's just do it. Carry on with it. Um, I guess it's I guess it's because saying goodbye is quite a hard thing to do and not a nice thing to do. Um, so at some point it's just like let's just get it over and done as quickly as possible. That's sort of how I felt. Um, because it was saying goodbye to many things, not just to my parents, but I guess it's you know my my whole family and um, my country, uh, England, uh, my language in a way. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a bit, a bit sad, but anyway, 
I carried on, and I got through security after one of my bags was checked. Which one was it? Um, I think, yeah, it was my rucksack that got checked, and it got checked because I had a Steam Deck in there, um, like a handheld games console, and I hadn't taken it out of my bag. But I think it's very confusing because they say, um, have you got have you got a laptop? No. Have you got an iPad? No. Or a tablet? And, uh, and that was it. So I just left everything. <laughs> just left everything in my bag. <laughs> and the only thing that they didn't like was the um, the Steam Deck. Apparently, they didn't. I, I didn't know. They wanted me to get it out, even though it's not a tablet or a, a laptop. Um, so the first flight was completely flat. Flying was com- <laughs> completely fine, um, and it's over pretty quickly because I was flying to Paris. Um, when I get when I got off the plane, and I had to go through security again. Um, this time, I did take the Steam Deck out of my bag and out of its case as well, so they could see it properly. But the 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 smaller luggage, the cabin luggage, that didn't go through the scanner this time without being um without there being a problem so in in birmingham where i flew from in england it went it went straight through and nobody said anything about anything in there but it, but in france uh, they had to open up the suitcase and have a look inside and she said do you have a camera in this case and i said yeah and uh, apparently i i should have taken that camera out but i've got so many things in that case it's um i mean i had a a Nintendo Switch in that case. I had some speakers. I've there's oh there's there's some like capture cards. There's, there's there's just so many electronics. I can't understand why the camera was the only problem, <laughs> but apparently so. Uh, it's strange. I don't understand how these things work really. But anyway, the, um, this person found the camera, sort of told me off a bit, and said, you know, take the camera out next time, and then started like using like a swab inside my bag to do a drugs test and I thought that's a bit weird I mean obviously I haven't got any drugs in my suitcase and I don't you know really bother with such things but like you just wonder like what happens if it misdetects something or it's like a false reading that could really mess things up Um, but thankfully it just went through fine and um, I got my suitcase back after quite a long wait it has to be said and carried on on my way. Now, the flight to Japan, wow, it was long. Um, I mean, I knew how long it was because I've done it five times before, but for some reason this time it was the, it felt much longer than it has ever been. And I think that's because it's the first time I took an evening flight. I was flying in the evening, and normally I take a daytime flight, like a, in a morning flight, and what I, what I do is I, you know, I might... I might watch a few films, I might listen to music, I might um, play some games if I've taken some kind of games console with me. And the flight seems to go by okay. But this was an evening flight, and I was trying to sleep, and I couldn't, because I was on a plane, and it's just too noisy, and there's too many things going on, there's too many lights flashing on people's screens. Um, So I really couldn't sleep. And it was... the, The lights were always off inside the plane they never switch them on so i didn't want to look at the at the screen in front of me because it was too bright i mean you can turn the brightness down but it was still too bright 
um, and it was like a dark environment with a bright screen and it was just really not nice. So I didn't do anything at all. I, I, I listened to some podcasts, um, but apart from that, I didn't do anything. I just sort of sat there and just waited for something like 13 hours to to go by and then tried to sleep and it was very uncomfortable and yeah that was a long flight i don't i don't want to do a nighttime flight again if if you're one of those people who can sleep on a plane it's probably great for you if you're not it's horrible um so yeah i won't make that mistake again anyway when i finally got to japan i felt absolutely terrible um i felt like a, a zombie and and then i discovered that i had a massive queue to wait in it was there were five rows to this queue and to get from one side of the room to the other to go like forwards a row you had to wait 20 minutes so in total it was like one hours one hour 40 minutes of waiting um just to get to the front of this queue and then when i when i got there when i got to the desk um this lady said to me oh sorry i think you're um, you know, this document you've got, I think it's expired. And I said, but you get a six month extension because of all the problems with COVID. And she said, mm, let me, let me speak to my boss. So she had to call her boss over and, uh, he said something to her in Japanese and I didn't understand all of it, but I thought, I thought he said, you know, it's okay. This should be fine. Uh, but anyway, he called me with him and I ended up having to wait a bit more and I went into this like special room um, with loads of people in uh, and you know computers working at their desks and stuff like that and I went to another waiting room and sat there and uh, eventually he uh, like gave me this like resident card sort of looks like a credit card you know with your your photo on and tells you how long you can stay inside the country and uh, he apologised and said that the uh, the lady had made a mistake and she she could have just let me let me in, um, but I didn't know why she didn't. But anyway, I, that was good because at some point when she said that, when I just you know it's a massive like a, a fifteen sixteen hour flight from England, including the waiting times, and then another like one hour and forty minutes of waiting, and I thought she was going to say you're going to have to go back to England now. <laughs> that would have been absolutely terrible that would have been a right mess um but thankfully she didn't i got my card and i went into japan as a resident of japan and here i am now talking to you anyway i hope you have enjoyed that this podcast and i will have many more for you to listen to in the future i'm not stopping the podcast so don't worry about that please um until next time bye bye One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening until the very end of the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give my podcast a rating, or if you have the time, write a review. It's a really nice way of letting me know you enjoy these episodes and encourages me to make more of them for you. Thanks very much and have a lovely day.